0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi folks, welcome to the Game Week 14 preview episode of the 59th Minute FPL Podcast, which is brought to you as always by Fantasy Football Scout. I'm Mark McGedigan. You'll find me on social media at FPL General. Hitting record on Friday, the pressers are just about to finish. I've been waiting patiently for the last one, which is Unai Emery at Aston Villa. Nothing yet, but I'm hoping to include it at some point during this episode. The FPL deadline this week is 30 pm UK time, which is 90 minutes before the three 3pm 3 games kick off. So we've got a bit of extra time to overthink our transfer and captaincy calls this week. On today's episodes, a roundup of the pressers, listener questions... Answered, and we'll take a look at captaincy, and I'll talk you through my transfer plans and likely team for the weekend. Make sure you hit subscribe or follow wherever you're listening, and leave a review if you get a chance as well. The team news for game week fourteen: nothing of note from Arteta at Arsenal. At Aston Villa, we are now. It's now two thirty-five p.m. Emery's press conference was due to take place at 2.15. Nothing has filtered through yet, but I will come back to it later in the episode. I'm keeping an eye on Twitter as I record. On Thursday night, Watkins missed the European game. And Emery's comments then were that he had yesterday a small pain, so that would have been Wednesday. He said, not very strong, We will dis- and we decided as well to rest him. So it's unclear at the moment. And like I said, I'm hoping to update you before the end of the episode. I'm waiting patiently as well as a Watkins owner. Bournemouth, nothing of notes at Brentford, Nathan Collins and midfielder Jensen. ...are likely to miss out again. At Brighton, Matoma is back. He played about 70 minutes on Thursday night. But Ansu Fati is injured and out for around six weeks. Other reports, nothing of note at Burnley. At Chelsea, there were some conflicting reports on Friday. The first ones looked like Nkunku, Nkunku was training... ...but he wasn't going to be available. But then some later comments... ...where that Nkunku has a chance of being part of the squad for the weekend's game. So he's very close to making his Premier League debut for Chelsea. Reese James is suspended after his minus three last week... ...and Malo Gusto has also been ruled out. So it's probably going to be De at right back for Chelsea. At Crystal Palace, the player I bought last week, Eze is out, as is Ducuri. Ducuri is more serious... I think he snapped his Achilles, so probably out for the season. The comments on Eze were that he saw a surgeon at the start of the week and he's seeing one again today and his foot is currently in a protective boot. So it's safe to say we will not be seeing Eze for a couple of weeks at least. At Everton, Calvert-Lewin is a doubt for the weekend. He missed training on Thursday due to tightness. Sean said they're being careful with him, so this is probably not the time of the season to take a punt on a Calvert-Lewin. With his injury record, Beto is fit for Everton. At Fulham, Palinha is available following suspension. At Liverpool, Alisson is ruled out and did a bit of research. It looks like until mid-December, so it's it's more short term than some people might have thought when the injury happened first of all so my guess is maybe and I shouldn't be making guesses on injuries that is not my area of expertise but in terms of taking a punt on Kelleher it's probably short term so I don't love it Alisson might only miss three league games in the space of a week, and he's probably going to be back sooner rather than later. Jota is also ruled out for the weekend for Liverpool at Luton. Kabori missed the last game week, but he is back for this one following concussion. At Manchester City, John Stones will be in the squad again. He's been an unused substitute in the last two games, but he's getting closer to a turn to action. And good news as well, Kovacic is back At Manchester United, Mason Mount is back in training, but unlikely to start, I would imagine. At Newcastle, Sven Botman is not training with us at the moment. We're building up his load after his injury. He's reacting really well to the work he is doing, so we still have no idea how long Botman is going to be out for. That's good news for LaSalle's owners. Callum Wilson and Harvey Barnes remain out, so again, good news for the likes of Isak and Anthony Gordon. Tottenham Forest, nothing of note there. Likewise at Sheffield United. At Tottenham, Sar is ruled out and Benton big blow, is out for a few months. That's a shame, he was out for a very long time. Very good player and is now out for a couple of months again. But Richarlison is closing in on a return to action. I think he's the closest of the injured Tottenham players to making a comeback. At West Ham... David Moyes, as expected, gave us basically nothing on the status of Jared Bowen. He said, Jared, of course, had an injury. I'll pick up with the medical team and we'll see later this afternoon. I could have phrased that myself before the presser. So Bowen owners, it's a tricky one. I sold them last week. I still think the information is fairly similar this week. He didn't travel on Thursday, so I think he would be a sell for me on current information. But the deadline is later than usual, so maybe you could hold off on Saturday till about half past 12 or 1 o'clock in the afternoon to see if we get any further updates on Jared Bowen. Soufal, Alvarez and Kudus. did not travel for the West Ham European game on Thursday night. Nothing specific on why, but David Moyes did say that he left a few players behind due to illness. So some of those players could be suffering with some kind of illness. Keep an eye on that one. And finally, at Wolves, It Nuri is ruled out of game week fourteen, but he but he should be back soon. O'Neill is hoping to have him back at some point next week. Neto not yet ready to return, but he is getting closer. But he won't feature game week fourteen. And most importantly for the Wolves. Against Arsenal, Lamina and Gomez are suspended, so that is good news for the Arsenal attack. Craig Dawson is available, though, following his suspension. Before I get stuck into listener questions, a quick Patreon plug. FPL content creation is my full-time job. If you enjoy the podcast and would like to support it and me, check out patreon.com forward slash FPL General, where you'll get iTest podcasts, Thursday night live streams, Q&As, team reveals, and much more. Question time for game week 14. Try and do this quick fire from Andy Williams. First of all, Bowen wasn't in the Europa League squad, is it time to sell or is it just a precaution for the weekend and if so is he a keep? So it's a tricky one for Bowen owners like I mentioned, the fixtures are good, Crystal Palace, Tottenham, Fulham, Wolves in the next four for the Hammers. But on current information, unless anything more comes out before the deadline, I don't think you can rely on him, especially if you don't have a good first sub. So for me, if I still owned them this week... I would do the same thing I did last week and get a player in that I know is going to play. Just pick your players a bit more carefully than I did last week because I went for Eze and we know how that one ended up. Question from FPL Hunters Mbwemo or Saka? So yeah, it's it sounds a bit odd to be doing an A or B question on Mbumo or Saka because you know, going into game week one, Saka would have been the answer all day long here. But on current information on the season so far, Mbumo's having a fantastic season. Brentford Talisman, lots of routes to points with penalties, free kicks, corners and all that kind of stuff. And the fixtures are very, very good for Mbumo for the next three game weeks. He does have blank game week 18, so that might be an issue down the line, but that will not stop me from buying him this week. Mbumo is my going to be my replacement for Eze when I make a transfer tonight or tomorrow morning. In Bimo or Saka, the answer really is both. I would love to have both players. I don't have Saka either and I do feel uncomfortable about that. It hasn't hurt me too much recently but I fully expect him to continue to tick along and get back to the levels that he was at last season in the near future. So haven't wildcarded yet but when I do, Saka will probably be coming in. But if it's a decision this week... Mbumo or Saka, to buy one of them, I think it's Mbumo for the fixtures and then try and get Saka in the near future. Question from FPL Yogi. Is Mbumo worth a hit for the next three fixtures? So some people might have other issues to deal with Maybe already made an early transfer, you know, towards the start of the week, and still don't have Mbumo. I do think he's important to own for the next few weeks. He's going to have a high ownership, but even taking the ownership out of it, fixtures, one of the best picks in the game. He's got some of the best underlying numbers in the game as well. So I think he's a no-brainer. And even if it is for a hit, I don't mind that. If your starting eleven is not looking that strong and you think Mbimo will make it much stronger, and especially in this case, if you've got Eze, FPL Yogi says he's got Eze to deal with, then I think that's okay for a minus four. If I was in that scenario, if I had other issues, if I wasn't fully happy with my starting 11, I would be open to taking a minus four, because Mbumo's great for this busy period, the next four game weeks, he should start every game. Famous last words. But I think I heard in commentary last week that Mbumo has started the last 70 league games, going way back to 2021. So, if there ever was a minutes man, it is Brian Mbumo. Question from FPL Posty. Is Diaby away to Bournemouth as easy a sell as it looks? And who's the better replacement? If so, Palmer or Gordon or maybe even Thomas Soucek? So, Diaby played 79 minutes on Thursday night. He did score, but that would worry me slightly. There's going to be rotation on almost every team over the next few weeks. But these European teams, there's probably more scope for rotation there. And when players play a lot of minutes on a Thursday, straight away I'm slightly concerned about the Saturday or Sunday game then or Monday, whenever it is. So Diaby is a sell next week anyway because they've got two difficult fixtures coming up. And if you're slightly concerned about his minutes this weekend, I think it's fine to bring that transfer forward and just sell him this week if it is a free transfer. Just avoids that worst case scenario of him being benched for the Bournemouth game, which I think there's a small chance of happening. I don't think it's a major issue. But again, if you can get a Palmer or a Gordon or a Soucek who are much safer for minutes, I think I would go there. The question then is who is the best replacement? Soucek's having a very good season. I think it's four league goals. He scored again in the he scored the winner on Thursday night for West Ham away from home. So he's he's got that knack that he had a couple of years ago of popping up in good positions and getting plenty of goals. But for me, it's got to be Palmer or Gordon. I'm a Gordon owner and I was planning to sell him this week. If Eze didn't get injured, it probably would have been Gordon to Mbumo instead of Eze to Mbumo. The Gordon performance last week has encouraged me more about his prospects. But if I had a clean slate this week and if I could only buy one, cheap midfielder, I think it will be Palmer at Chelsea, regardless of the short term fixtures I think he's an excellent long term pick, he's very possibly a pick that when you buy him, he will be there for the rest of the season, given how cheap he is and given that he takes penalties and has plenty of routes to point, so for me if you're selling Diaby, I would go Palmer number one, Gordon comes number two, and then Soucek would be number three, of those three options mentioned Question from FPL Caro. Is Cash a sell or should we hold for one more week as it's Bournemouth? Similar to Diaby, I was not best pleased to see Cash play 90 minutes on Thursday night. He was substituted at halftime in the last league game. Emery can use other setups where Conce plays right back. Leon Bailey, who's been playing well recently, can come back into the starting 11. And sometimes, I think we're going to see cash on the bench. And I think there's a decent chance that that could happen this weekend. So, I was planning to sell him and give me 15 anyway. If I had a f- an, an extra free transfer this week, I probably would sell him ahead of Bournemouth. In my case, there's not much I can do. I don't want to take a minus four to sell him. I don't really want to play Buyer on my bench either, even though he's got a good fixture against Sheffield United. So, reluctantly I'm going to keep him for Bournemouth hope he plays and if he doesn't play hopefully he gets zero minutes and Bayer comes in with six points and then another three bonus points on top of that so Christmas hopefully will come early if Bayer comes off my bench for cash this week so it's team dependent if you've got a free transfer I think selling cash this week is fine when we're probably going to sell him next week anyway question from L.E.K. Should we keep Brighton assets or sell for the likes of Gordon and Mboumo? Adingra, who's in a few teams, played 90 minutes Thursday night as well. That's not ideal. Matoma's back in action playing 70 minutes. So for me, Brighton have just been a very easy team to avoid. Lots of rotation, lots of competitions to play in and De Zerbe is not afraid to rotate. He often makes five or six changes from league game to league game. So for me, if you have the likes of Adingra, I would probably lose him. I think Gordon, Mbumo, Palmer, all of these guys are better picks. Even even a Soucek or a Ward-Prowse or a Kudus from West Ham, I would prefer those guys at the moment than I would the Brighton midfielders. I'm going to interrupt the questions for a moment because we have fresh comments from Emery on Ollie Watkins. So what he said is he's not completely unavailable for Sunday we're going to wait for tomorrow and see if he can ta- see if we can take a risk with him or not we'll see how he feels about facing the demands in 90 minutes we are going to face on sunday so not ideal when a lot of us are Already set in our plans on making transfers for the likes of Mbumo. Do we keep Watkins? Do we start him? Do we sell him for a minus four? Or in my case, do I go all out and play the wild card? I've got cash concerns. I've got Watkins concerns. I could just do a clean sweep, clean up my bench and get ready for this busy period. So at the start of the week, I had no plans to wild card. But with Watkins now being a doubt, with slight concerns over cash, whether he starts or not, and you know, buyer Gusto Nakamba on, on my bench, I'm going to spend Friday evening considering it. I know a lot of you are sick of me talking about wild cards, but things change from the start of the week to the end of the week and I'm getting closer and closer to using it. If I don't use it this week, I could could end up using it for midweek. So anyway, I'm not going to do my live thinking about the wild card on the podcast. I'm going to get back to the questions and cover a few more topics. Question from Vivek. I don't have Haaland. Tried the No Haaland strategy and it's hurting my rank. Is it worth a minus four to bring him in for Alvarez? Yes, I think it is. Even when it's a like for like, you know, teammate for teammate transfer for a minus four. Not something I usually like doing, sideways transfers, but Alvarez to Haaland is not a sideways transfer. You're getting yourself one of the best picks in the game, one of the most explosive captaincy options, and if it costs you minus four to get him, absolutely fine to do so. I think Alvarez will be a sell in the near future anyway, ahead of that blanking week 18. I know Haaland's got a blanking 18, but... Haaland will be on most people's benches that week and then straight back in for Game Week 19. Question from Jean-Marc. Sell Watkins for Isak this game week. With Isak's minutes secure and Manchester United with a weak defence, I think he's already a better asset than Watkins this game week and certainly the next few. So again, current information on Watkins being a doubt straight from the horse's mouth, I think will push a lot of people towards a Darwin Nunez ...or an Alexander Isak... ...and again if I had an extra free transfer... ...I would be very tempted to do the same... ...so I think Watkins to Isak now... ...is absolutely fine to do so... ...you've got to ask yourself the question though... ...do you want Watkins longer term... ...short term the fixtures are a little bit trickier... ...but remember Game Week 18... ...when we don't have the likes of Mbumo and Haaland etc... ...Aston Villa have a very good fixture that week... ...I think off the top of my head it might be Sheffield United... ...so keep that in mind... And if you bought Watkins cheap, you obviously will need to pay more to get him back. So weigh all that up. But if you if you do decide to sell Watkins tonight or tomorrow, I do think Isak is right up there with Darwin as one of the best possible replacements. Question from Bobby Lamcini. Is there a plan for dumping three African Cup Nations slash Asian Cup players in game week 21 or before that? Or do we just ignore the fact that most teams will have Son, Salah and Mbumo at that point anyway? So, very important. We're getting... It, it is still a bit away, but it will creep up on us quickly and we'll, we'll probably forget about it during December when we're focusing on other things. But when we do get to January, we're going to lose a lot of players from the Premier League. And what I would say is don't worry too much about son and Mbumo. You might want to sell Mbumo game week 18 anyway. Um, but more importantly, be careful not to buy too many players that are going to be away. So players that you don't currently own are probably the ones you need to consider being careful with. So I've had a look. There's actually a great article on the Fantasy Football Scout website. i not sure who wrote it, but they put a great piece together on how those competitions are going to affect FPL. So I've picked out a few names. Keep in mind, if you don't have these guys, just remember that they will be away in January. Adingra at Brighton, Huang Mitsoma, Kudus, Nicholas Jackson, Kabori at Luton, Ait Nuri at Wolves, Tommy Asu at Arsenal, Onana at Manchester United, Nottingham Forest somehow have seven players that are going to be away, so go and have a look at those. And at Tottenham, Sar and Basuma will also be away. So be careful if you're thinking about bringing these players in. I've seen a few people talking about Huang as a good option, but if you've already got Son, Salah and Mbumo, you, you might be giving yourself a headache down the line. Question from Dave. Are Uzzogi and Poro a good differential double-up from gimmick17 Dave asked this question because Tottenham have a good run of Forest, Everton, Brighton, Bournemouth from game week 17 onwards. Not sure I would double up. I do think Poro is one of the best defenders in the game, though. My plan, loose loose plan, if I don't wild card, is sell cash game week 15 for Poro or Saliba, and I'm currently leaning towards Poro for the attacking potential. Udogi just doesn't offer as much as Poro does, and like I said, I don't think there's a need to double up. Question from John. What are the thoughts on the Allison injury? So a lot of people will be tempted by Kelleher. A couple of reasons I don't like it. Number one, it's short term. Number two, it takes up a valuable Liverpool spot. So for example, if you've already got Salah and Simakas, which a lot of people do, if you get Kelleher, then you can't get Darwin in the near future. You can't get Luis Diaz. You can't get Trent. So be careful not to fall into the trap of being stuck with Kelleher long term and then not being able to get the ideal Liverpool triple up. If you've got Turner or someone like that on the bench and maybe you don't already have two Liverpool players, maybe you've only got one, and if you've got no other issues and if you don't like your goalkeeper, you could take a short-term punt. Uh, You know, Turner to uh, a Kelleher or something like that is absolutely fine, but there's not too many teams this week, I think, that will have the luxury of getting Kelleher for the three fixtures, but good luck to those who do. A quick look at the captaincy for game week 14 I think there are four standouts. Salah at home to Fulham. Haaland plays Tottenham at home. Mboumo at home to Luton. And Bukayo Saka at home to Will. So I put the four of them on a poll on X yesterday. This received 6,400 votes. And the results were, number one, Erling Haaland, 48.1%. Number two, Mohamed Salah, not too far behind, 42.8%. Brian Mbumo came third with 5.6% and Saka got just 3.5%. So I very much agree with the poll. This is the order I would put it in as well. Haaland, Salah, Mbumo, Saka. Erling Haaland will be my captain for the 13th time in 14 game weeks. It was just once I didn't do it. I think it was Salah I went with instead. And Erling Haaland got plenty of points that week against Manchester United. So I'm basically back to Perma-Captain Haaland. I like the fixture, given that Tottenham are missing their first-choice centre-backs. They also don't have Saar or Bentoncour, so the spine of the team is looking a little bit fragile. And if in doubt, captain the robot. Steve O said, I'm looking for a bit of a differential captain this week. What are my thoughts on Mbumo against Luton? Absolutely fine. If you are looking to do something different, but you should have good reasons for doing something different because for the most part, you should just captain the player you think is going to get the most points in your team. And... If you think that is Haland or Salah, you should stick with those guys. If you're looking for a differential, if you don't care too much about rank, mini-league, or whatever, and you think Mbumo can go big against Luton, I would not stop anyone from doing that. I'm going to be an owner for the first time, so I'm hoping that he goes big. Transfers for Gaming 14, one free transfer, easy to Mbumo is definitely happening. But I do have other issues now. I've got concerns about cash, concerns about Watkins. shimakis is always a slight concern, but there was some positive comments from Klopp this week. Basically, said he needed games for rhythm, and we know how good he is when he has that. So I think he'll be okay. And I do have Bayer with a good fixture as my first sub, so maybe I can just about get away with it. But as mentioned, wildcard is always on my mind, and I'm going to give it some thought for the rest of the day. I've got some extra time Saturday as well, with the deadline being a bit later if I do decide to activate. If I decide not to wildcard, the team will be Johnston, Cash and Hopi plays. Gabriel and Shimakas, Sala, Son, Mbumo, Anthony Gordon, Halland Captain, Alvarez and Ollie Watkins and hopefully as well he plays. The team is just about hanging on by a thread. Best of luck for the game week, folks, and have a great weekend. I'll be back on Monday to look back on the action and prepare for the mid-week game week. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast or give it a follow wherever you're listening. If you're not interested in the Patreon stuff, you can simply buy me a coffee instead at buymeacoffee.com forward slash fplgeneral. Anyone who does that gets sent a link to join my Discord server. Talk to you soon, folks.